0: Departure. Individual reading lights located in the panel above your head. Thank you for your attention and welcome aboard. Hello again. So, at the end of the last episode, Habiba closed with her philosophy of how work and life feel intertwined. I thought that was the best segue into this next topic. The focus here, hopefully, is. What happens outside of work? Um, Who are you beyond what you do? And um, what what does all that stuff mean to you? So we we explored what does work mean? Uh, How did you get there? So this time around, we're gonna follow Habiba's cue and explore how closely are those things connected? Or is there a separation? So just to refresh, this was Habiba's conclusion to episode one.
1: I think work and my personal life are very intertwined. I always thought it was really weird how people chose to purposely create a barrier between the subject of work and their personal life because my family all are business owners and they they like lived, breathed, and you know, worked all the time. You know, there's no such thing as office hours. And so getting used to the whole nine to five culture isn't something that I'm necessarily adjusted to, nor do I think it is something I'll adjust to because for me work is is very much about what makes me happy and what makes me passionate and what makes me feel fulfilled. And if I only have to feel like that from 9 to 5, it's kind of pointless, isn't it?
0: Hi, Habiba. I've been really thinking about how to tie together work and life. And in your case, they seemed to feel pretty close. There's a lot of overlap for most people. You can't help but have those things overlap and have work take such a big part of your life. But for me, I have definitely felt like there's always a demarcation between my life as something that I hold on to and work. This is Letters. I definitely feel like I unplug when I leave the office and that I leave the responsibilities at the desk. But in a more general sense, sort of as a designer at work, I also still feel like a designer when I walk out the door. You know, I'm always... Feeling pretty observant of things around me and critiquing how something might be better or different. Um, so I, I feel like that definitely is always with me. I guess it kind of comes down to your life can be described as your identity. I definitely see designer as a big slice of my identity, but another slice for me is philosophy, or specifically Asian and Buddhist philosophy. When I was in college, I had this ethics teacher who also taught Indian philosophy. She told me about Buddhism and gave me this book, which, yet again, it was one of those moments of finding a word or a set of words that describes something you've already felt in life. My tendency of walking around and observing things that could be improved on, I felt very excited and passionate that this term, UX designer, seemed to put a word to that tendency. In the same way, a lot of my feelings about life, attachments, emotions, everything that I read in this quick introduction to Buddhism seemed to put a set of words, and even someone else's story, that matched up perfectly with how I process things on my own. So, I added that little pie piece to my pie or my whole perception of self. And then there's other smaller pieces, like a love for music. I think that I have a particular way of listening to music, and of course, (laughs) I'm not trying to make this about myself. Everyone has their own music tastes and appreciates music differently, but nevertheless, I would include music as one of those little slices in, in my whole personality. So on the flip side of what I was saying at the beginning, I also try to bring all of those pieces into work or into any other situation that I'm in. I try to be as wholly myself that I can be. There's this quote from an On Being podcast where, I'm Krista Tippett and this is On Being today in a cross-generational conversation with thinkers and writers Parker Palmer and Courtney Martin. We're at the 2014 Pop Tech Conference in Camden, Maine with the theme of rebellion. So there's a phrase of Thomas Merton that in everything there is a hidden wholeness that you both have reflected on in your writing and I wonder if you'd just talk a little bit about um, what you think that has to say to 21st century people and with this theme of rebellion kind of in mind well i think it's an act of rebellion to be a whole person right it's an act of rebellion to show up as your whole self and especially the the parts that are complex that are unfinished that are vulnerable um you know in part because of the internet and we're talking about sort of Living online versus living on land, and who you sh- who you sort of curate yourself to be, et cetera. I think there's been never been more pressure um, to kind of parcel yourself. To you know, Ervin Goffman, the sociologist, talked about sort of these performative selves, and I feel like it's like it's never been more kind of asked of us to show up as only slices of ourselves in different places. So I think even just to to feel like you're showing up as your whole self in different settings is a a pretty rebellious act. That's pretty funny because even before I heard that, I was thinking uh, that if I were to explain my point of view, I'd say that I carry these multiple identities within the same personality. Not that it's like a multiple personality kind of disjointed experience, but and this is pretty nerdy, a good way I'd describe it is like a pie chart, where the whole circle is you, but there are different slices. I always carry those slices with me. They're not necessarily being turned on and off throughout the day, as uh, Ms. Martin talked about. Maybe she's just remarking that some people do, some people don't, and that it's difficult to maintain this whole self, to, to bring all these various pieces, even the ones that may not fit, into different parts of your life when you walk into an office, when you walk home at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I don't really know where this is (laughs) going to go. That's up to however people respond. Um, Habiba was saying she doesn't see much of a, a delineation between work and life. I see a pretty strong delineation between a type of work and the rest of my life. But I definitely see this sort of set of different things that I identify with, you know, being philosophical, being interested in Buddhism, music, design, and carrying those with me in all types of instances, being work or at home. So, yeah. What does this make you think about? Do you disagree? Do you agree? Do you have a totally different theory, maybe? (laughs) Anyway, I'm just interested in your reflections of that maybe you resonate maybe you don't at all either one would be very interesting to hear about all the best rob Hi, Rob. So, I got your letter.
1: Hi, Rob. So, I was asked to respond
2: to you, Rob, on how I feel about identity. Hey, Rob. This is uh, Mike Rappin. Your letter was all about life and maybe what is a person's life, which seems like a huge... I don't know, like theoretical question about like what is life?
1: Thought I would respond to your letter in I guess some more specific way this time because I'm I think I'm gonna address or just not address, sorry, answer a specific thing that you brought up which is the pie charts. And that really struck something in me because I never thought of it that way. I never thought about dividing kind of my priorities into into pie charts. But I think for me it kinda of makes a lot of sense. I think every person has of the usual pie chart, which could be friends, family, career, hobbies, or whatever, and then you have different, like, varying um, sizes in each pie chart. I think there are priorities and that the pie chart's always changing, kind of depending on the time of your life. I feel like in ten years it could... Will be completely different from what it is now for me. And so, it kind of lends itself to being this like interactive piece for everyone. I think right now, career definitely takes the bigger chunk for me and work in, in general. I guess not career because they're both not, I guess, the same thing. But I think for me, career takes the bigger chunk, but design and career aren't mutually exclusive um which maybe i made that sound like they were um in my letter before but design for me is a part a part of my identity it's a part of a lot of things for me which can include philosophy like my social life my hobbies i mean i read a lot of design books for fun i, I go to museums and exhibits and I talk a lot about what design means to me um with friends um and I guess people in the field or even people who don't have anything to do with design. I think it's just always a conversation piece for me. And I don't think your your passion and your career or whatever that might be have to be mutually exclusive chunks. And I think that's kind of the summary that I wanted to to put in, in my last letter. I do think, you know, your passion or your career or work or whatever, they should overlap in some way or else there's going to be an empty bit in the chart. If you are working in something that you have no interest in, um, I feel like it's kind of an empty slice. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but in my mind, I have this weird, colorful, visual, that makes sense that like I have these transparent chunks that overlap and and they're colorful and they're always just moving around and you have these percentages that keep going up and down, up and down, like even day by day, you know? Um, But um, I guess to talk more about that, when you mentioned spirituality, I think for me, it started to also gain a, a lot of real estate in this pie chart because it opened some room for sanity um something i think i really need in my life right now and a lot of people need whenever that might be but um i think for me um it's definitely something that is a is um not a new not a new chunk but one that's starting to gain more momentum i also feel like there are chunks that for the most part stay consistent like I guess family for me that's huge and it'll always remain a like a, the majority but that's not to say that it doesn't overlap with career because I don't know at least in my family we tend to work ultimately one way uh, with or for one another so that's also something that I can expect to change sometime soon. I think another one that's a bit tricky is relationships. I think it's it could be the most one that fluctuates because sometimes it can be important to lend itself to your psyche or like be this great supporting player to all of your priorities. Um or it could go the other way and end up being a total backseat and pretty much a disaster. Um but for the most part I think relationships can be great, and and they can be a, a such a a good slice to have in your pie chart in your your pie chart of life. Um, can be a, a great support, like Sam is to Frodo. Like I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if anyone or everyone will get that, but like Samwise and Frodo. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like it's a geeky analogy, but I think it's I think it's pretty appropriate <laughs> I guess to pull it all together. The, the more I think about it, um, this idea that your work and life could be over like there are overlaps, but I guess there there is a demarcation and then that is very true because there are other things that even if you try and push them away, there are other things that are priority in your life. Whether it's your spirituality or your social life or your hobbies or your travel ambitions or, or whatever. Um, there are other things in your life that you ultimately look to include and, and cause a lot of happiness. And I think for everyone, even if people don't even think about it, I think happiness is the ultimate goal. Um so, I think our identity, kind of like what you're saying, does define our life. But this idea that your identity could somewhat be represented in this interactive pie chart or whatever um I think, yeah, you're right. there are chunks and and slices of priorities, goals, motivations, or whatever you wanna you ever wanna call them, but what I think is pretty much universal is that they're always changing and adapting to. Where we are in our lives and and in in my mind i'm envisioning this like interactive graphic that's just constantly moving and, and we're all just all we're trying to do is to come to terms with whatever values we have being shown at the time and whatever values we have that are being kind of represented but yeah i don't know if that makes sense Or if this was just another, like, super um, nonsensical response, but sincerely, Habiba.
0: Well, Habiba, it was great to hear about these different slices that you have. I initially was kind of surprised to hear you say that work is life and life is work, but... Now I understand it a lot better. Um, So to everyone else listening, (laughs) this episode is going a bit differently than the last one. I just let Habiba give her full response in one piece there. In the first episode, there happened to be a lot of interesting parallels, so I wanted to go back and forth between the stories just to highlight some of the similarities. Um, But this time around, Each person has a different take on my letter about life. Habiba and Nick told me about things that they enjoy and prioritize outside of work, whereas Mike and Crystal go into something a little bit more specific. Also, due to the number of letters and their length, I'm gonna break this into two parts. Uh, So we'll continue on with Mike next, but in the second part that'll be coming out shortly, we'll hear from Nick And crystal. Alright, so on to Mike.
2: Hey, Rob. This is uh, Mike Rappin. Your letter was all about life and maybe what is a person's life, which seems like a huge, I don't know, like theoretical question about like what is life. But I, uh, I, I, I think that the more focused part of it is, is, is there like life outside of work? Is your life your work? Is your life you know a multifaceted piece of thing that is constantly improving or is are you just a person who constantly adapts or I don't know maybe this is just my personal philosophy coming out in my trying to understand the question of what is a person's life I guess I think you know you you brought up a point about you know, when you go to work, you're at work, you, you do your work, and when you leave, it stays at your desk. And I, I really, I think I resonate with that for the most part. I mean, I, I'll talk about work outside of work, but usually if, if I'm walking out the door, I'm leaving whatever I'm thinking about there at the table. And then afterwards, I'm going back to what I normally do, which is watch a lot of TV, listen to a bunch of music and podcasts, and, you know, read a lot of comic books. And I don't know, there's this there was this thing in the the clip that you had sent about you know we in various points of life we curate ourselves for that situation and I that like really struck a chord with me because you think about it in in a lot of situations you kind of adapt to what you're doing or maybe I just I do this where you know depending on the situation I will try to be the, the front runner person who you know makes decisions or the person who realizes okay someone else is in control of the situation or is leading the party or doing something and that's kind of how I see a lot of I guess social interactions is who's taking the lead on this and I always try to go about things I don't know by either deferring to someone and saying okay you make a decision you do the thing or I will simply just do it because that's just that's just how I am I don't know I see my life as I guess a couple different facets but it all kind of blends together because at one point in college I was very very focused on being like a computer science nerd and then eventually I learned that I actually I needed a creative outlet and I started to write and I started to get really into film, and I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And then when I decided that's not what I wanted to do, I moved back towards, you know, the more computer-oriented things, and it eventually became a really strong blend of both. And I got really into, the under, like, understanding design concepts and understanding design and, like, the, the interfacing of web applications and how people use things and understanding how people interact with things. And... I have my specific way of doing things but learning about how every other person uses a specific app or a specific website or a specific thing is always fascinating to me because not only can I use that to improve upon the way that I'm using something or doing something but I can also observe that you know my one perspective on something isn't the perspective isn't the way to do things despite how, how hard I may fight to actually make it so feel like this is gonna be really short because I don't know really what else to say other than like I I don't like I can't section out different pieces of of what I like and what I do into saying, you know, I, I do this because of I learned something here and I do this because I learned something there because it all kind of it really blurs together and I as I've started to like cross connect Patterns and seeing, like you know, if I hadn't gone and tried to write TV, I wouldn't have learned to appreciate television and the creative arts so much to the point where I can see design and everything. But at the same time, I'm very much a person who likes to think about how the construction of a system is made. So you can, you look at the the, the number of people that it takes to you know create a television show, or for instance, the the thing that that always blew my mind the first time I ever went to the, the to see the Grand Rapids Orchestra. I was just like blown away by the number of people working so closely together to create one piece of music that it it, if you took any one person out, it probably wouldn't sound the same, but just seeing the entire orchestra working together in unison without any... And any of the bickering that you would probably see while being in it and working on it or whatever, it was just a magical feeling. And now I see that in a lot of things in terms of movies and TV and when I'm, you know, working for comiXology, I mean, even the number of developers that have to work together and put their own individual pieces to create this monstrous system, it fascinates me. It's It's understanding how that system works and allows me to, like, better understand how the world works and in that i can potentially find you know patterns to understand how other things work and in my life and yeah i feel like i'm blathering out about the same point i I'm, I'm constantly just trying to figure out how things work to better improve myself eventually it's all just about like figuring everything out and i i don't know what drives that drives me to do that but it's something that i i really really enjoy and to me that is that's is, that's life that's just figuring out how everything works knowing as much as i possibly can and um yeah, so I hope that hope that answers the question. I maybe went in a totally different direction than what you were getting at, but uh yeah. I don't know. I think that's I think that's about it. So respectfully, Mike.